0: Ben. it's that time gonna... of year baby you know how I know it's officially football season the first game has been played no I that could be faked they could, they could deep fake a football <laughs> okay. game okay. but you know what I you know when I know it's football season yes. when I hear Collinsworth go now here's a guy into the mic then I know it's officially football season and I got to hear that so it's officially football season
1: it does feel good to be back I thought you were gonna make a really dark. Joke about, you know, it's football season when Tyron Smith pops up on an injury report. Oh, yeah. Right well, here, yeah. <laughs> we're we're there, baby.
0: We're there. Uh, yes. This is uh, Boys of Be Boys mini sewed, shorter episode, two thirds of the staff. Zach is out on a business trip, so he'll be returning uh, for the post game episode next week. But it is Andy Catelli, Benjamin Walker. It is Friday, September 8th. In 48 hours, the Dallas Cowboys will be taking on the New York football Giants. Mm. We're here to preview the game. We're here to look at the injuries because injuries, I think, are going to play a pretty big role in this game, Ben. It's uh, in the last like day we've had like all these pop up. Um, I guess that's a good place to start as any. So obviously Cowboys and Giants playing each other first game of the year which is nice. I you knew the, the thing with like uh, us playing the Bucks the last couple of years, like that was cool. It definitely was like a big marquee matchup, especially because like Cowboys are a huge draw the bucks had won a Super Bowl, um, So that was all very cool, but I will say there is something like very familiar and fun about an NFC East divisional matchup. One of the oldest rivalries. Um, now, obviously the giants, like, I don't know if it's like a rivalry right now, like they ain't beat deck and like, Seven years, they're going for their uh, first win in eleven tries. Dak is at ten straight wins over the New York Giants, going back to his rookie year. I think was the only time he's ever lost to him Was when he was a rook, and then since then, he's he's swept them every single year. Um. So yeah, what are your thoughts? Just like off the top, where do, where are you? Uh, how are you feeling about this game? Where's your head at? Uh,
1: I. Dude, just so we don't get dunked on in the comments, we actually did lose one game in 2021 when we did not have Dak. Oh, right. that's right. That's right. That's right. Might be, so might be Danny Dimes is one in six all time against Dallas. But uh, yes, Dak has won his last 10. Dak has not lost since 2016. Um, Yeah, I think that's a great place to begin. You know, I think it's odd because the Giants were a playoff team last year, and I think they depending who you ask, I think massively overperformed. They brought back both Daniel dimes and Saquon Barkley for both got paid. Yeah. Both. Yeah. Semi paid for Saquon. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, well, yeah,
0: just like they didn't move on, which, um, I, that's what I wanted, right? Like I wanted both those guys to get contracts for the giants,
1: um, stupid, big contracts, which I was hoping
0: for stupid, big, but I will accept, uh, what, what occurred, you know, I, I went in today to just pull up the giant stat page from last year. And truly this has got to be like, and this is mostly just credit to double. Like this is maybe the least talented playoff team on paper I've ever seen.
1: Can I guess like, who their leading receiver was? Yes. Go I ahead. I don't think I'll get it right.
0: If you can guess any of
1: the top three receivers on this team, I'll work Was Richie James. Number one,
0: he was number two. He Damn. had 70 targets, and he caught 57 balls for 569 yards and four touchdowns. That's their number two receiver on this team.
1: It's like Noah Brown's stats right there.
0: Noah Brown did better than that last year.
1: <laughs> um, I legit don't know. Uh, Isaiah Hodgins came on late. I don't even He's, know who that he was. He was number
0: three. He only played eight games.
1: Sterling um, Shepherd. He was hurt? Right,
0: Sterling so. Shepard, uh, way down the list, like seventh or eighth. Um, he only had 154 yards and a touchdown. Um, Isaiah Hodges and Richie James have four touchdowns each. So that's like more than half of Danny Dimes passing touchdowns right there. The number one receiver on this team by yards and their leader in uh, targets, although not receptions, that was also Richie James, is Darius Slayton. Oh, um, he know. caught forty-six balls for seven hundred and twenty-four yards and two touchdowns. Um, I mean, dude, you're talking about like their leading
1: receiver averages forty-five yards a game. Like, dude, their offense was bad. Like, they're v- it's it's shocking that they made the playoffs with that roster. I mean, and they won a playoff game, which just proves how fraudulent Minnesota was last year. The fact that the, the Giants beat them um yeah i don't know so so this is a playoff team but i think we can like say that and also say that they're like a toothless playoff team like this is not a very good at least last year they they i want to give daniel jones a little bit of credit um I i think this was his best
0: year as a pro and i think he did it with basically nothing i mean um dude the receiver situation was a huge disaster I've never seen a guy, obviously we've seen many times where like a guy gets a huge contract and disappears, like, you know, or it doesn't live up to expectations, but they gave, uh, who was this dude? Who was the dude last year that they paid all that money to? Um,
1: besides Danny dimes
0: from the lions, the wide receiver they went and got from, and then Not, he just oh, like Kenny Galladay, Kenny Galladay. um, they paid this dude like elite wide receiver one money, and I think he's like dressed for like three games.
1: It was bad. It was really bad. I don't know if he caught a, t- like ten targets last year. Like it was let me, let me look really up bad. uh Kenny Galladay's stats. He had
0: six catches for eighty one yards and a touchdown in the year of our
1: Lord twenty twenty two. Mm. Um, you know, the one thing Danny Dimes finally did last year that like massively improved his outlook as a guy, I don't know where he really, really where he ranks in the quarterback spectrum. I used to think heading into last year, I legitimately thought he was the basement and they would be gone. Is he really improved on the turnovers? You know, only five picks, three fumbles lost last year, pretty darn good at taking care of the ball. They don't, Really, do a ton on offense, but they do enough. Like they, they really just don't. They don't shoot themselves in the foot. They're well coached. That's pretty much we
0: can. We know, based in my opinion. Well, I won't say we. I won't lump you into my take here because this is a take. Okay. Um, I think we saw with Jalen Hurts last year that if you surround a pretty decent athlete with elite talent, they can do a lot. Like Jalen Hurts and Danny Dimes do not have vastly different impacts on the football field. Um, Danny Dimes ends up with, you know, 700 yards rushing and seven touchdowns. Um, You know, Jalen Hurts is like 750. He had 13 TDs. But again, like we're talking about a guy with an elite offensive line. He was able to just like fall into the end zone from the one a bunch. Um, Danny, I mean, Danny's never been the best passer anyone's ever seen, but 15 and five, Uh, compared to Jalen Hurts, who had 22 and 6. I mean, these are not just, like, otherworldly stats compared to one another. And, you know, everyone kind of flew off the handle when Micah said, I don't see a ton of difference between these two guys. But I really, I have to agree, I really don't. I think, and in fact, I'm a little more impressed with Danny Jones having done it, given that he had, like, a tenth of the talent around him. Like, if you give Daniel Jones... You know, two Pro Bowl wide receivers, a good tight end, an elite offensive line, a multi-headed running threat, a really dynamic offensive play caller, an elite defense that makes turnovers and gets to the quarterback and gets you good field position. I think Daniel Jones can give you 22 touchdowns. I really do. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility at all. So, um, yeah, Daniel Jones, is. I think he saved his job, obviously, by the performance he turned in. But I'm just not scared of him like it all he's just never going to be a quarterback i don't think that i'm just like oh fuck dude what if he goes off like i don't think he does that i don't think he has a go off i think very comparable to like cooper rush where like if danny jones goes out there and throws a touchdown and no picks and they win 20 to 17 everyone's like danny had a great game today and that was cooper rush's existence for all the time he's been in it at qb for dallas so um I'm not that afraid of him. I think, especially with today's injury news, so Darren Waller is now doubtful for the game on Sunday.
1: Um,
0: the injuries? I, I don't yeah, I, I, since, since we're talking about their offensive weaponry, I feel like you know the, oh. the things they did to try to address that were they drafted Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. Which we liked, they,
1: honestly. Yeah,
0: agreed. Um, although he's Which a little liked. bit of a one-trick pony, but like they needed, they needed something. I mean, they, when you're talking about is Darius Slayton or Isaiah Hodgins going to be the guy this year, like <laughs> – jalen hyatt's a a godsend and they went and got uh darren waller you know former all pro tight end for the uh las vegas raiders has a really cool story i've always really liked darren waller so i was sad to see him go to the giants but um yeah he's been a bit of an injury you know but a little injury prone for the last couple years of his career and that's now rearing its head in the preseason already so really on this offense you're talking about like can you stop Saquon and can you cover deep? Cause Jalen Hyatt is not a guy that's going to like do all he does. He doesn't have some, you know, absurd route tree. He burns people deep and that's really it. And so it like, you know, if you can cover that, I mean, and that's what people started doing to him in college was he had the big marquee game against Alabama where he had like four or five touchdowns. And then people just started bumping him off the line every single play. And he kind of disappeared overnight. So he did get it, But I say that. He won the Blitnikoff, so it's not like he was a non-factor.
1: Um, the other thing is they don't have a good offensive line. They uh, do not. It's pretty bad. They did draft Evan Neal, a high offensive tackle, who did not perform really up to snuff. In fact, I'd say Cowboys got a better deal taking Tyler Smith there, who was thought to be more of the project. Evan Neal is supposed to be kind of a plug-and-play right-away rookie. Um, they surrendered a fuck ton of pressures. I mean, all the way to the back. They had, I don't know. Uh they have a rookie, I think, at center this year. Yep. And they John Michael Evan Schmitz Neal. Jr. I think they moved Evan Neal from the right to the left side. Um really? Because so think- they have Andrew Thomas. Doesn't he play left tackle? He was playing, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm I'm reading this. It says on their that, depth chart right now on, on ESPN.
0: Anyway, it has Andrew Thomas at left tackle and Evan Neal at right tackle.
1: Okay. Um. I oh okay. They're saying yeah, yeah. He he played right tackle, but he was left tackle at Bama's last year, and they thought mm. that might be mm. an excuse for poor play. Sorry. Yes. So got still it, right got tackle, it. but that's also a side where he's going to get Tank a lot. And Tank had a massive day last time we played. Massive two games against He always did he always yeah. gets up for New York
0: like his breakout game his first ever three set game was against New York like every time it feels like uh every time like people like the fans like get mad at Tank he has a Giants
1: game where he get like one and a half and like a TFL or like a bubble recovery or something. Yeah, Basically they have like two, they have one good guard or, or one good tackle and it's Andrew Thomas. Their left tackle is pretty good. Outside of that, it's a pretty shitty line. I mean, PFF or whatever ranks them 29th. I've seen them all over the 20s at best. Danny Dimes, we just kind of covered his <laughs> I guess you could say ascending, but his passing numbers were remarkably similar last year than they've always been. He just took the interceptions down a little bit they just used his legs a ton more than he ever has in the past he had a career high in rushing yards and rushing touchdowns so dallas can struggle with that from time to time we don't love mobile quarterbacks um so it's interesting to see but we got so much pressure on them i don't think it's a, a huge deal but their weapons are beat especially if waller doesn't play if waller plays yeah i think it's a little bit of a different story but then again you're talking about a guy who really it's been we're Two full years removed from his last, like really great year. Yeah. So I I
0: think what we're going to probably see is at best a hobbled Waller who they're trying to protect a hamstring on. So they're not going to have him go out there and run a full, you know, he'll be on a pitch count regardless. Paris Campbell will be out there who. He had a good year last year, a, not a great year, a 600-yard, three-touchdown year. Um, I think he's kind of a Noah Brown he's a guy. type guy. Yeah. Well, he's, like, he, he's not he, totally he embarrassing, put,
1: he, but he's just yes. a guy.
0: He got put in a position to like have the best year of his career. Do I think in year five he's going to step up from year four? Probably not. I think he's closer to the player we saw years one through three than than the guy we saw in year four. And the guy in year four doesn't really scare me either, but... um. If you can contain Jalen Hyatt and you can make sure Saquon doesn't run all over you, which, you know, for uh, looking back on Saquon's games against the Cowboys, he has two game, two 100 yard games against the Cowboys in his career, both of which were kind of garbage time rushes. And other than that, dude, he has a lot of games, two rushes for eight yards. 15 for 40 you know what i mean like we've mm-hmm. always known when saquon's on the field like that's where everything is going to run through so stop saquon at all costs um but yeah i'm not
1: particularly worried about their offense i can't um, imagine them doing too great you know offensively like if if we struggle against their offense i think it is a total factor of getting out coached which i just don't think dan quinn defensively no. does especially with this like the defense dude we saw this last year when. If there's one thing that hurts our defense,
0: it's like people figuring out tendencies and guys getting injured and guys getting nicked up and stuff like that. When we're week one, everyone's fresh, everyone's revved up. Like, dude, Mike is going to get three sacks in this game. Is my feeling
1: at the moment. So, can I give you some uh, some fun stats on on Daniel Jones in prime time? Is one in ten in his career. <laughs> Um, which is pretty bad. And he's 0 and 4 at home in primetime, including two losses to Dallas. So not great. Not great. Um, so I don't think, you know, we'll see. They overachieved last year. I do like Dable as a coach. I'll give them that. Agreed. But yeah, this I think he's a good coach. This isn't a scary team. Dallas has been kind of floating around a three and a half, four point favorite. So that's that's kind of the defensive side of the ball uh or their offense i think to counter for our defense you know we've talked about this a little but for some people just tuning in brought in stefan gilmore to shore up that number two corner spot trayvon Diggs got a nice extension they'll both be the two starting corners all three of our safeties or at least two of them are healthy i know uh donna is questionable Don is but- questionable but we'll see what they do with that otherwise the entire defense is fresh and ready to go uh Tank Lawrence, who's oft injured, is healthy right now. Sam Williams is also questionable. We'll see about him. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, you're going to have the full complement on defense. This was a team that we set a record early in the season last year. We During that Cooper Rush game, we had, I think, 24 hurries on Danny Dimes. It was insane. the the beginning of he got pressured on like sixty something percent or seventy percent of his snapbacks it was I can't remember the exact stat but it was bad it was really bad
0: the the beginning run of that season until the defense like caught some injuries and et cetera et cetera like they were really just killing people I mean this is in this game last year the Cowboys defense gave up sixteen points. Danny Jones went twenty of thirty-seven for one ninety-six and a pick. He got sacked five times. Um, Barkley was fourteen for eighty-one, but he had a one forty-yard run. So, like, in reality, he had like thirteen carries for like forty yards in this game. Um, yeah, I mean, this was you had uh, a three-sack game from Demarcus Lawrence last year. Donovan Wilson mm-hmm. got a sack. Dorrance Armstrong got a sack. Uh, that they, they produced seven tackles for loss. They hit Danny 12 times, twelve QB hits in this yeah. game. Um, absurd, absurd. So, and I will say that Anthony Brown made seven solo tackles in this game. So even this early in the season, teams were just chunking it out to that number two receiver in space, trying to get away from Dig side of the field, get it to a guy, Anthony Brown's really like the only weak link on that defense. Dude, you're not going to throw it into that secondary. You're not going to throw it at Diggs' direction. With Gilly over there, dude, you're just begging to get killed. You're begging
1: to get killed. I do wonder how they choose to attack. I The only thing I occasionally – I don't fully believe this, but if you were a Trayvon Diggs doubter, the only – it does appear sometimes all the big plays that I remember him giving up are against kind of suspect wide receivers. He seems to get a little more ambitious when he's not sure. lined up across somebody that requires maybe his full attention. So maybe that gets a little exploited. But otherwise, I just I'm having trouble thinking how New York's really going to move the ball unless Saquon just has a like a career day against us, which he, he never really has. He
0: so. he has not done that as of yet. Um. Now, I will say, when we look at the Dallas Cowboys offensive side of the ball, I think this is where the largest number of questions are for mm-hmm. both the game, our fans. So, starting with injuries, um, both Tyron Smith and Tyler Smith are questionable for this game. You're talking about both your starting tackles. Now, luckily, you have a little bit of pos- you know position flex in guys like Terrence Steele, um, uh, a Richards, who is the fifth round pick this year, who many have said was the best pick of this draft for the Cowboys, even over a guy like Deuce Vaughn. Um, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people really like him. So we will very similar to the story of Terrence Steele, uh, you know, going to get in there first game against the bucks and see what he can do. A Richards is going to be in there against, you know, Dexter against, um, I'm trying to think who else the Giants have in there, in their pass hey, rush tibidoo. Oh, thank you, Kayvon Thibodeau, who is a psychopath, uh, a legitimate psychopath.
1: Um, So I guess, yeah, that's that's really the place to begin is, you know, last time we did this pod, we talked about, or at least I talked about our offensive line being like there was some skepticism about it. But I clearly said, like, if healthy, this is a solid O-line. Unfortunately, we're walking into week one again, not healthy. We have question marks. Tyler Smith, hamstring injury. Tyron Smith, I have no idea. I don't know. what. Tyron Smith's whole body is just (laughs) like a series of injuries that have been strung together. The duct tape's gotten a little worn, and they got to go in and put another layer. So, you know, if those guys don't play, that's where it gets really interesting offensively. If they're both in there, I think I feel pretty good. I mean, this is a team they should... Like exploit on the back end pretty well. Their corners are pretty bad. They were really bad against the run last year. Well, and dude, we we finally have the weapons to really take advantage of these guys.
0: There's one corner on this team with the speed to run with Cooks, and he's not going to be on Cooks. He's going to be. They're going to have a Dory Jackson on CD Lamb the whole time. Um, Cooks is going to. I I would. I said if there's one guy I expect to have a breakout game because like if you look at last year, okay. Tony Pollard had a 13-touch, 105-yard game against the Giants in week three last year. They do not Mm -hmm. want that to happen again. When you have a guy that can just effortlessly get eight yards of carry on you, like the rest of the offense is easy. And so my gut tells me they're going to really try to sell out to not let the kind of finesse run game of like a Pollard, Deuce, et cetera, get going. Um, If that's how they go, I think you're going to see a lot of like running back pass option kind of stuff. But I'm really excited to see Luke Ferguson and Cooks in this game. I think Cooks is really, he really wants to prove the last year was a fluke. I think he is kind of a missing piece for us and that we begged all of last year for the ability to go deep. Dak has talked a lot about how much he desires to go deep against a lot of these teams. He felt like as the season went on, defenses just started cheating further and further down towards the line of scrimmage, which is where a lot of Kellen's offense existed. Um, obviously, this is kind of the big coming out party for Mike and Schottenheimer's offense. Like, what is that going to look like? Um, and we're debuting kind of new starters: at wide receiver, two tight end, um, and and running back. So, those are all things, and I think it all needs to start with Dak Prescott needs to stay upright, which means you cannot surrender pressure up the middle because that's like the worst thing for a QB is pressure in your face. And two. Um, you know, I'm among. I am maybe the high priest of Dak Prescott apologists. I have, I have never found a Dak Prescott pick I could not explain away uh, as mm-hmm. the fault of someone else. Um, now it was. I will mention this, and I know you and I already talked about this off off air. Uh, it was funny last night to watch Mahomes throw like a perfect pass to Kadarius Tony and have it just like. Magnetize right, so. off his hands into the hands of the opposing team for a pick six, and I I did really appreciate that a lot of fans and even like Dave Hellman, were like there's anything I learned last year, it's that this you know Mahomes has got to put better touch on that ball, dude. Like that's just all on Mahomes, man. You can't have that happen. Blah blah blah. So, but that said, you, you know the the proof's going to be in the pudding. Dak got what he wanted. New offensive coordinator, better targets with better hands. The, the guys that made the majority of those fuck-up plays, they're gone. So no more Noah Brown to scapegoat. No more Kellen to scapegoat around, you know, oh, we're just running crow routes. Like, we've got a good set of weapons. Dak is healthy. Now, obviously, if you get sacked 10 times because the middle of the line is atrocious, I'll give him a little bit of a, you know, some, some slack there. But if Dak's upright, we need to see him pitch a clean sheet. I need a zero interception game to quiet the mob.
1: Yeah. I mean, he stood up proudly in his like preseason presser and and said, I will not throw that many. I will throw less than 10 interceptions this year, which I don't think he needed to do, but he, no, probably not clearly gotten people have clearly asked about him enough where he's like, all right, fine. It is just funny because like,
0: again, and I know I've brought all this shit up before, but it's like, The line between being an elite quarterback and being a turnover-prone, you know.
1: perception-based. I mean, all this shit is, like, perception-based.
0: Josh Allen threw 14 picks and had 18 or 19 fumbles for a grand total of, like, 30-something turnovers. And everyone's like, dude, the Bills have just let Josh Allen down. They've got to get him better weapons. Dak had four fumbles and 15 picks, and they're like, could he set the interception record? Has there ever been a more interception prone quarterback? Dak just doesn't take care of the ball even though you look at like all-time statistics. Dak is one of the 10 best quarterbacks in the history of this game at not turning the ball over. His interception to TD ratio is top 10. His interception percentage of passes is top 10. Um you know even if you just take away the like the three or four most obvious ones last year, where it was like it literally hit no, hits Noah Brown in the hands and he shovel passes it to the Jaguars, like the we're not having game, this
1: discussion. It was the only season in his career that he had above uh, a sorry second season in his entire career he ever had above a two percent int rate. So yeah, man. Like, and again, and it's the he only time it, he's it, ever had above a three percent int rate,
0: so. it's got to be cleaner for sure um but i'm just not ready to like you know d- paint this man as like the turnover machine and that's why he needs to get get out of there um there are there are a lot of things about Dax's game i worry about before interceptions frankly um but he does have a lot to kind of like there are a lot of voices you know we're getting later on into Dax's career we're definitely in the latter half of the Dak prescott era um
1: and I, you know, what's weird is I, I've been, been in a lot of, of the NFC, the longest 10 sure. quarterback in the entire NFC is now Dak Prescott.
0: Well, it's funny. I have a lot of discussions of like work and like in my work life with fans, they're all concerned about like what their record is going to be. You know, if you're a Chargers fan, you're trying to win 10 games. If you're a Raiders fan, you're thinking, can we win nine or 10 games? The Dallas, not that the Dallas Cowboys like don't need to win 10 games. Like obviously like. The guys in that locker room are concerned about winning every single week, but I think from a, as a fan base and from a public perception, like media thing, dude, like football barely counts for us until the playoffs because that's where it's at. It's like we've won twelve games two years in a row. Um, they almost cannot, and even when they do win, it doesn't really count. Like, oh, that team was blah 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 or whatever. They're they're shitty, whatever. They're going to have to go win, make a serious run deep into the playoffs. Um, and I, I would be, you know, it sounds crazy, but I think you could be looking at a situation where Mike could win 12 or 13 games this year, win a playoff game, go to the divisional round, lose to the Niners and he's fired. Yeah. And Especially. he would be coming off of like a, a, you know, he'd get a job almost instantly. I'm sure. Cause there's plenty of teams that would love to go, you know, 36 and 12
1: over a three year stretch. So, Wade Phillips happened to until the last year where they really quit on him. But, like, Wade had a very nice winning percentage in Dallas. It's just, you know, yep. if he can't get over the hump, you know, we got to change something. I think that's the biggest question mark is really what is the offense going to look like with Mike and not Kellen? And, Agreed. I think there's some clear mismatches that Dallas should be able to exploit against a weaker New York defense. That if they struggle offensively, I do think looms a really scary question of what are they going to look like through the year? Because as bad you, as Kellen was, I mean, those offenses did—they pull on numbers. paper. They put up numbers. Now, a lot of that was against bad teams. They struggled Agreed. against good teams, but. On bad defenses, like this Giants defense, which on paper... And they're going against Mark Weekendale, the defensive coordinator for the New York Giants, which is like the Blitz happiest motherfucker in the NFL. He will be sending Blitz. Dak is one of the best QBs against the Blitz. Like, they should be able to smoke this team.
0: Agreed. Do you worry... Not that... um, I think people have embodied this question in... do Do you think they'll miss Zeke Elliott? And not Zeke Elliott the person, but like, do you think they've gone two-speed finesse-based in the backfield here. Obviously, they did keep a true fullback, so they have Lepke. I assume he'll be picking up a lot of blocking assignments, like, you know, et cetera, goal line stuff. Do you think they will miss the presence of Zeke, who, for all his faults, did seem good at pounding the rock and could be counted on to reliably carry
1: the ball 20 to
0: 25 times
1: a game? I don't know. I mean, that's really, the question isn't with Pollard, his talent. I'm Okay, let me, let me address it this way. I'm not worried too much about short yardage with a healthy Pollard. I think they'll be fine. I think they'll find a way to move the ball. They have enough pieces there to make that work. And Tony's actually been a pretty good short yardage back in his career. Um, I'm more worried about his durability for an entire season and how thin yeah. they are behind him. You know, a lot of people. I'm glad we didn't bring in Dalvin Cook or Jonathan Taylor, or some dumb shit. But at the same time, like, you know, there's a real question. I mean, he's coming off of a significant injury and yeah, I, broken I, leg. I don't. It know. is I funny don't know about if it, he can survive 250, 300 touches in a year. Like, that's the bigger question, I think, with him. And if he goes down, I just don't know. You know, Dax lost a lot of mobility that he once had. He's still a very effective pocket passer, but you know he's pretty immobile these days. Like he's not doing. Yeah, the time of his he's life. at
0: least not going to like. Uh, I, and wisely, I don't think they should risk him like running him in the open no. field that often. Um, I do wish they use him a little more in around the goal line. I always say um, if
1: he could get two rushing, like if he can. Ex- two first downs rushing a, a game would be massive for this offense. yeah we've like seen like him be very just, effective in that like effect. extend like a five seven yard run i mean Dude, look Mahomes at this isn't exactly mobile but the only reason the chiefs were able to move the ball at all last night was he used his legs a fuck ton.
0: well game. i mean and look at like you know i think the the bucks playoff game is kind of like everyone's dream playoff game for this team right like defense is really dominant offense unstoppable and in many situations, Dak had long runs. He had a sweet fourth down run for a touchdown. Oh, yeah. Like those are, and and these aren't plays where he's getting hit really hard either. Like these are just like wise uses of Dak's athleticism. Um, one thing I do want to point out: I always think it's funny. Like, and I do it myself. Like, I think everyone views in their mind they think of Tony Pollard as like Deuce Vaughn size. Um, Tony Pollard's six foot two ten. Like yeah. he is. An inch taller and 15 pounds lighter than Zeke Elliott. Like, and I don't know if it's just like how their their weight is on their frame that like makes everyone think of Zeke as this like huge bruiser. I and think
1: those those weights for Zeke may not be as accurate as his career went on. Yeah, and, well, and uh, the boy got a little muscle weighs out.
0: more than fat too. So like, if you <laughs> if you put on some, although you know there is a school of the thought Patriots. Like
1: the, his first week out there had him in like sweat. Good. They had him in like sweatsuits yeah. trying to like make him lose weight and it wasn't good. You know, I, I will say though, I've had her, I have heard people, you know, there's
0: often been this discussion of like, why could guys in 1990 carry the ball 400 times a year for 20 years and now dudes break down after five? And I think uh, some of the common answers are like, we don't use fullbacks anymore. These guys are taking the brunt of a full speed first hit from the linebacker. Defenders are bigger, stronger, faster, blah, 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 blah. Um, but one of the interesting ones that I saw was that, um, you know, you look at Emmett Smith in 1993, he's not like chiseled. You know what I mean? He does not look like ripped 2% body fat with veins everywhere like DK Metcalf does. And some people think they're like, hey, man, like if you're going to be taking hits, you want some, a little bit of chub on you. You know what I mean? It's like you don't want to look like a, yeah, Earl you don't want to look like a, a fashion model and like, a lot of these running backs do look like just complete bodybuilder freaks or they're just so jacked. And, I mean, that's tight. Don't get me wrong. I'm a huge fan of being jacked myself. But, you know, maybe that is part of it. That, like, you know, maybe Zeke will play till he's 40
1: because he likes French fries. And <laughs>
0: the rest of these guys will
1: break down. I don't know. You know, I, I TP is interesting because we've always had Zeke as the belldozer. So he just kind of finagled role for tony pollard that i don't even know if his most natural role is so it'll be interesting to see him as the lead back i think that's a really exciting thing i think on paper like he's like they should be better for it it's just yeah. the health concern is the only he's certainly
0: I, I think he's in the right mindset right like he's he views this as like the ultimate chance to get a big deal you know what i mean like he's got to go out there and ball this year if he wants a big contract from dallas or from anyone else Um, so hopefully that translates. I mean, he was super effective last year and he only had 193 touches. Um, his injury to me didn't ever strike me as like a, uh, repetitive motion injury. It was like a, kind of just a freak accident. Like a a broken leg isn't like a ligament or something. You know what I mean? It's just like a bad hit. Um, your bone breaks, your bone breaks. So hopefully we just get lucky when it comes to that. I also think, uh-huh. like,
1: uh, they kind of missed Terrence Steele at the end of the year last year and really yeah. weren't able to run nearly as well. So I'm glad he's healthy. I mean, the last games, him and Zeke really struggled. We As a whole, we just struggled to move the ball on the ground. Yeah. So I'm a little when worried you about We only had one true movement. passing weapon. Like, last year, like,
0: people – I mean, I, I do it too, like – between Kellen and Dak, somewhere between those two, they made this offense look pretty halfway decent. I mean, they put up 31 in their playoff win against uh, against Tampa Bay. But ultimately, this team was really they had two like guys that other teams would want. You know what I mean? Like it's Pollard and it's CD. And then after that, like man, running back perspective, like Zeke's not great. You know, you don't have a ton of guys in the backfield. From a pass catching perspective. Dalton Schultz is a guy. Noah Brown is half of a guy. Michael Gallup was really struggling to refine his athletic identity after the injury that he suffered. Um, This year, it it just feels like they have a lot more weapons. I'm very excited for Ferguson and Cooks. I think that is just such a huge upgrade at both the tight end and wide receiver two positions. And then if Gallup can get back, you know, to even a, you know, Semblance of his former self. The number three spot will be super comfortable for him. Um, him and Dak have always had a great connection, especially when it comes to the, kind of the jump ball, end zone, red zone stuff. Like that could be very effective again. We always need that. Um, I'm just so excited to see what Cooks can do in the deep game because I've seen, obviously, we all see the training camp footage. Like Cooks and Dak are just doing work and they seem to have kind of immediately clicked, which is great.
1: Um, who knows? That could be the missing piece. Well said. Um, should we get into, I don't know, predictions now for the game? I think we talked about it. All yeah, time. let's rock and roll, dude. Uh, all right, how are you feeling? Give me your prediction. I've gone through like, I was really pessimistic yesterday, and I feel more optimistic after our talk. Like I, I, I think the injury news, especially with Tyler Smith, I just kind of had nightmares about, I think that Bucks week one was so bad and they were so inept and same in that Niners game that, like, when this O-line struggles, this whole offense, which is no different than any team, just comes to a complete halt. So I have a little bit of fear about that. I I don't – if they're missing both those guys, I really do think it'll be a struggle. But I just look at – we're so – I hate to use we're just more talented than them, but we really are just yeah. more talented than them. Like this shouldn't be a game you drop. I know it's a division game on the road. So those are always kind of toss ups, but we've handled New York pretty well. It's usually like Washington that we kind of have the, the hiccup against. Um, and Dak's been really good in the NFC East. Um, like we said, I mean, 27 and seven against the NFC East in his career. Has not lo- has 10 straight wins against the Giants. Um. I think the line's about right. I think we, we'll, I think we we'll win by like six, maybe. I, I I don't. It all depends on that O line health, but I guess just everything I'm looking at. I can't imagine the Giants scoring a lot. So it's all about if our offense can put up twenty four points. I'm just struggling to think that the Giants are going to be able to put up twenty seven yeah. or twenty eight. So uh, if Dak's mistake free as far as turnovers go. Like, I just don't think – I just don't think New York can keep up if we score enough. So I'm going to go – I am going to go low. I'm going to go like a – I'm going to say 24-17 Dallas. Very nice. Although yeah, 23-17 because in- we're going to miss a kick. We're definitely missing an extra pull. I, I like where your head's at. I mean,
0: ultimately, I, I, I'm I right there with you. Um, The Giants were bottom five team in the league in offensive production last year. Um. They did score 21.5 points per game despite those bad offensive production numbers. They were able to manufacture an artificially, in my opinion, high number of points despite not being very productive on offense. When you're like 26th in passing and like 22nd in rushing and you're 15th in scoring, like you're getting some lucky bounces. Um, They were 17th in points against. so I just don't. When you're when you're talking about going up against the Cowboys, so I think meaningfully and they're due for regression
1: too, right? Yeah, like we didn't I even think talk they. About that.
0: Like, you're going up against the Cowboys team that was top five in points for, top five in points against, top ten rushing team, top ten, you know, pa- you know, passing yards and passing touchdowns. Like these are, I mean, these are mismatched teams at this point, in my opinion. Um. When I look back at the kind of Dan Quinn era of Dallas Cowboy defense, the Giants have scored 20, 16, and 20 against us. So they have never scored more than 20 points while Dan Quinn's been the defensive coordinator. Yep. Um, they've scored 20 twice, scored 16 once, and they scored 6 once. I think they're going to get. I'm gonna say a touchdown and two field goals. I'm gonna say 13 points um, on the Dallas side of things, dude. I am I'm, I'm really feeling it right now. I really think this Dallas Cowboys team has a chance uh, to go out there and wreck shop. I think they will score 30 points, and mm. okay. it will be 30 to 13. Um, which uh, you know, looking back again, like you start looking back at some of these, it's like. We had a game twenty to sixteen last year. Like these are very similar, and I think that our team's better. And I think they they stand to to regress a little bit. So I'm going to say thirty to thirteen, Dallas, and we will be sitting here on Tuesday talking about one
1: and zero. I love that. I think, I think I'm ready. Um, I do have a a fun little uh, uh side thing if you want. For me, you and and love, which we can kind of, as we are talking offline, loser can do their uh, loser has to buy some dude perfect merch and rock it (laughs) on the pod. Dude, sending your hard earned money to dude perfect is quite the punishment, but let's hit it. God, I can't wait. I, there's so many, there's so many good options me and Andy went through that. Honestly, low key, their merch is okay. Much better. Oh, shout the- out to the graphic designer at Dude Perfect, <laughs> dude. You're my, you're definitely my favorite Dude Perfect employee, <laughs> like by a significant margin, because it ain't the content, baby. <laughs> it's the merch. Um but anyway, yeah, that'll be we'll we'll have some punishment around that. We'll we'll get it solidified, but just for some con. So I want to do a just a little uh, a podcast pick'em. We we pick the games each week. The Cowboys game is worth three points, all other games are worth one point. Just straight up, you know, maybe we'll add the spread one day, but I didn't feel like preparing that, so. I like just, it. Just a little pick em and, we'll, and we'll go through Zach misses week one, so, you know, we can, he'll be starting the year at a zero. Sucks for him, but Captain Love is uh, on a merry adventure right now. So Indeed. Okay,
0: so we're just doing the Sunday games and the Monday night games. Yeah, since we were, so asked Okay, him. so we
1: started with Dallas. We both took Dallas. Yep. Of
0: course. Should we work our way backwards then?
1: uh yeah well we just, well, dallas will always do first so we'll okay start, right uh, so i'll start right, with so the then, noon game so i got you so atlanta Bengals. carolina yeah and this will give us a little bit of chance to uh just talk around the rest of the league because we always focus on dallas just if, if people care about our opinion on the rest of the nfl so uh i was just gonna read them off to me you tell me what you think but uh the the, the first one that i got on the sheet is Bengals visiting the browns cool um how you feel about those I mean, for me, I think I'm picking Bengals. They um, are your two point favorites. The Bengals.
0: I, dude, one Cleveland just eternally sucks. Two, I don't believe in Watson, and I pray on his downfall. Um, it brings me great joy when he fails, and I think he'll continue to fail. Um, and also since he like they got the they got the stuff right, like they got T Higgins, they got Jamar, they got Burrow. Um, you know, it wasn't enough to beat Cooper Rush because of how good the Dallas Cowboys defense is. But when you're playing some other Ohio team,
1: you can probably win that game. Oh, I echo what you're saying. I, uh, I low key hate the Bengals, I think they're like the shittiest fans right now because they it's fair they new win, rich, baby, new money just and they refuse like. They just refuse to give any credit to the fact that Mahomes— Well, those tweets you send me where they're, like,
0: arguing that Burrow's better than Mahomes is—
1: It's painful, like, man. Based okay. on resume,
0: they'll be like, yeah, I mean, okay, but outside of him winning the Super
1: Bowl, like, Burrow <laughs> lost his better. You're like, what? Yes, they do. <laughs> they, they compare Super Bowl losses to each other, ignoring the two wins, which is, is Which <laughs> also, apparently, Mahomes got gifted by the P.I. against the Eagles games. So
0: oh, word, dude. For sure. I mean, yeah, the refs didn't uh like pull back a fumble six and just be like, "I'm so sorry, Jaywin. We did mean to hurt your feelings. We want everyone to think that you outplayed Mahomes into Super Bowl. So here's the ball for you." Like, uh, God, yeah. I hate the fucking Eagles. Uh,
1: well, I like I said, the bengals are they're just just—they're—they're they're so annoying, man. I can't—I can't deal. Yeah, with they the suck. I—I I used to love Chase and Burrow. They seem like cool dudes, but dude, this fan base—I'm telling you guys, just.
0: Are you turning on Burrow because of his code switching or because...
1: I'm turning on him because, <laughs> like, they're, they're fucking overrated. That's what they are. And I, yeah. I play on the Bengals' down season. So because of that, I'm taking the Rapist in round one. Damn, dude. <laughs> All That's right, a, fair enough. All right, what's the next game? Okay. Uh, Ravens at home against the Texans. Uh I'll go with this one. Uh, really nothing to say here other than the Texans are very bad at football. The Ravens yeah, should horrible. be very, should be very good at football. I think, People, I think the Texans will be a little better than people think because they're no longer outright tanking now that they got their two guys and they traded their pick. So they actually have incentive to win football games for the first time. It'll be interesting to see
0: if Stroud can can do it at the next level. I mean, I did see they made him captain and like he seems to be well respected in that locker room. I mean, it is a locker room
1: mostly comprised of like other teams, throwaway players. But like, dude, don't. Stop taking shots at Noah B, dude. I just, I really need to defend my That guy. was more for Schultz than
0: anything else, but uh, yes. Noah B, dude, I bet Noah can start on that team. I bet
1: he can. <laughs> I think he is. Damn, dude. No, dude, dude Noah like, put in
0: years, dude. Like year eight, he's like, yeah, baby, let's dude, get it.
1: I think their the receiver depth chart, talk about no weapons, is like Robert Woods, Noah Brown, and like Nico. Damn, Collins. poor Robert Woods. He's there. That sucks, man. <laughs> yeah, he had like a to, bright shining moment. And then he's trying to hold on to the rest of his NFL career. He's getting getting older now.
0: Dude, well, and Brandon Cooks the same way. He's been like nineteen different teams. Like if Brandon Cooks is just on one good team for like ten years, he's a fucking Hall of Famer, probably. Like he's thought of like Mike Evans is thought of. You know what I mean? Two Super Bowls, baby. Yeah, true. He's made some money, so.
1: So I think we're both taking Ravens. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, uh, next game that I have, so I have Commanders at home against the Cardinals. Probably
0: Commanders, frankly. The Cardinals are legitimately attempting to, like, make a historically bad football team in order to get Caleb Williams, who has, like, overtly said he will not play for them, <laughs> Um Dude, they're—it's so bad. They're playing that kid who, who did they who got drafted from Tennessee that couldn't even make like, the practice squad for other NFL teams. Their leading receiver has like 400 career yards. Like, it's bad. They're the Cardinals are the worst team in football. It's Washington.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I think the Cardinals are outright telling us they're trying to tank this year. So. Aren't they're
0: not even gonna play Kyler.
1: No, but uh, Ganon did make him a a captain, which is, like, the funniest bit I've ever seen. It's sick, dude. <laughs> like,
0: going to, like, walk out there in sweatpants with, like, a Call of Duty headset on for the dude, coin toss the and most, go back like, to the
1: bench. That is the weakest attempt of placating your star that I've ever seen, but it's quite funny. I don't so think that.
0: Kyler's mad about it, dude. He doesn't give a shit. He doesn't like football.
1: I don't think so. Well, I don't I don't know what they'll do, but uh, you know, whatever. They're going to suck this year, so I'll take Commies too. Then we got um Vikings against Bucks. Vikings are home. They're like 5-point favorites against Baker Mayfield in the Bucks. Dude,
0: that's crazy. The Baker Mayfield is their
1: quarterback now. Yeah, you I mean, know Kyle Trask, dude. It's what early.
0: It's early in the season and this game counts for nothing. I'm sure Minnesota will look incredible.
1: Um I think they win, but I don't know if they cover, but that's a different story. I'm taking Vikings as well, just because I think. Uh,
0: yeah, this is just straight money line, right? Like,
1: yeah, yeah. This is to just win. Up. I'll take Vikings cool. as well. Um, then we got a uh, last noon game here. We got, oh, sorry. We actually have
0: two more. There's a couple more. Yeah. There's yeah, Indianapolis got- Jacksonville.
1: Yeah, okay. I'm taking a Falcons Panthers. Uh, I'm kind of riding for the Falcons. We, we were talking in our our group chat the other day. I think uh, they have a fun Madden team, so I'm pro Falcons. Plus, I got Drake London stock this year, baby.
0: Yeah, and first overall picks are like one and well, like twenty two in their first start or something. Yeah, the last one to win was David Carr, right?
1: Yeah. So worst.
0: yeah, and. So yeah, I'm and they're they're even worse against the spread. So I'm going Atlanta for sure. Um, and they have cool guys. I mean, I want to see. I hope Bijan goes off. That'd be fun. You gotta get to the game. I like at noon, dude.
1: Oh, I'm working on. So we both took Falcons. A lot of agreeing here. Then we got um, do, do do Colts Jags at home. Colts <sighs> at home. The Colts are starting Anthony Richardson, new head coach, new quarterback. I mean, yeah.
0: I think Jacksonville wins this game. Um, I hate Jacksonville after they beat us last year, but they're, they're more talented. And I I think Anthony Richardson has abilities, but I don't think he's ready yet. I In a perfect world, Anthony Richardson would not be starting.
1: Um, I think so too, but, you know, I think it's like, you could compare that to Trey Lance, who they never gave reps to. Like, they've just decided, hey, we're going to give the 21-year-old just as much reps as he can handle his rookie year and see what happens. Yeah, it,
0: I, I guess, like, for me in my head, like, the perfect model for, like, a quarterback is Mahomes. And so it's like, dude, let him, like, learn from a, a better. You know what I mean? Now, I know Anthony, they don't have that on the Colts. There's no one for Anthony Richardson to learn from. So.
1: Yeah, it goes both ways, right? We've seen quarterbacks start, like Cam Newton, come out the gates looking great. And we've seen quarterbacks just really struggle as rookies right Dak looked great as a rookie russell wilson looked great starting his first year as a rookie Mahomes got to incubate for a year like we'll see what it does with jordan love's career right he got to yeah he got to sit for back, a year. back there forever so you know i i don't know kirk cousins got to sit a few years behind rg3 so um all right so we both took jags i took jags as well even though i think that'll be a sneaky close game um Pittsburgh at home hosting the Niners. This is the
0: game I will be actually watching at noon. Okay. Um, dude, okay, obviously San Francisco is the much more talented team. Um, you know, it's a playoff team. It's a team that I think personally goes to the Super Bowl last year if they're not missing like basically all their star players. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the quarterback thing goes they have uh, now a two deep at quarterback that are both kind of not the guy as far as like the long-term future goes. Like even if you think Purdy can like be a good stop gap, I don't think anyone's betting on him to like be the future of this NFL franchise. Darnold. I think it's just too many stops. I, I would be really shocked if he like really came into his own, especially given that he's already lost the, the battle to Purdy. Like that's a That's a, it's not a great sign. Um, Pittsburgh has a couple pieces that I think are really good. I, I I'm I think the jury's still out on Pickett, but he can be a good player. Um, Pickens is incredible. I love watching George Pickens play. I am boy, on, the, on the I am on the maybe c- could be a bust side of the Najee Harris discussion. I had Najee in. Fantasy last year, I really pinned my hopes to him, and he really let me down. He was really bad last year. Um, so I think I'm going I'm, – San Francisco wins the game, but I'm very excited for this game. I, I do think it's the most fun game.
1: Ooh, so you are taking
0: Niners. I am. I am taking the Niners.
1: I'm actually with you on this being a really interesting game, and I'm actually going to take Tomlin at home. Uh, this is okay. the same Pittsburgh team that upset the Bengals week one last year. They're weirdly – say what you will about Mike Tomlin. I think he's a coach that gets a lot out of bad teams or average teams. I think he can milk talent. And I think I think they kind of surprised the Niners. The Niners are also a team that kind of heats up slowly as the year goes on. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I, everything you said, I, I thought Pickett looked good in preseason. I think Brock Purdy is not gonna be the Niners starter by the end of the year. It's like my yeah, I would say, yeah, that's a good take. I guess I think I think you know he's gonna struggle. And last year was a little fluky. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I'm taking a. i am taking I think it'll be an interesting game, but I'm taking Niners. Nice. Pittsburgh taking a uh, Pittsburgh.
0: Pittsburgh. Cool. Is that the oh Tennessee New Orleans? Yeah, and one the more. next
1: one Tennessee New Orleans um, again. Saints are three point favorites. I don't love Derek Carr, Dennis Almond. Their coach is like a career forty. Dude, like Derek Carr
0: sucks win percentage. He
1: sucks. They have no Alvin Kamara. I mean, I like Olave Michael Thomas. Is like his one healthy game is upcoming. Um, their defense is also getting a little older. Like Honey Badger, Cam Jordan. Like they got a lot of. Marshawn it's Lattimore, a
0: 2017 like All-Star
1: team, for sure. Yeah, like, I don't, you know, I actually, and I on the flip side, Tennessee, you know, two years ago was the one seed in the AFC. They started out, like, 7-3 and three last year before injuries just mounted and they became, like, shells of themselves and just became really poor. They lost, like, their last six. Again, I think they're a team that outplays their talent. I think Derrick Henry's as healthy as Derrick Henry's going to be at any point during the season. Yeah. Um i actually think hopkins will be a pretty nice little piece i you know i wouldn't want him fantasy but i think for Tannehill, like him and treylon Burks. did you think his,
0: his did you did you think his quote this week was interesting where he said nobody uh, wanted him yeah in free agency I, he said like I'm, he specifically I, called out like san fran and dallas were both
1: teams that he yeah, his agent dying. reached out to and we were like no thanks i would love the caveat of didn't want you for how much money but uh that's fair. Like I, I think there's a difference between nobody. Isn't that crazy, dude? I mean, he's making 13 mil. Yeah, I. It's not like chump change, though. No, but it's not elite wide receiver money. I'm Plus sure Alex getting paid with like, hey man, I'll come play for five mil. We would have taken him. So sure, I think but there's I mean, a difference in nobody wants me and nobody paid me what I wanted. Is all I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed, agreed. I was, just,
0: I was, uh, I guess I was just a little shocked that like uh, for 13 mil for one year, I I would have expected Jerry to, you, know, from that, you I, know, I I get maybe not even do it, but just to have heard about it. You know what I mean? Like clearly we didn't even kick the tires on that. He didn't come
1: visit or anything. Yeah, but that said, I'm I'm taking Titans in this one. Upset the Saints. Nice. Yeah, I'm I'm
0: uh, I think I'm in the same boat. Um, I just don't. Yeah, I just don't see the Saints as particularly threatening. I agree with you on the aging defense. Um, yeah, man, I'm good. I'm I'm, I'm I am uh, firmly on the Tennessee side of that equation. And I, and I assume at the very beginning of the, at the very beginning of the year,
1: we're going to see the best of, of Henry. So. Same. All right. We're both on the tits, baby. Indeed. Um, the 330 games. 330 games. First one. Broncos hosting the Raiders. Two trash teams. Uh Sean Payton's debut in Denver. Um, Andy, uh I'll let you take this one first.
0: I think I'm going Denver, mostly because I think Denver's got a lot of young defensive talent that I think when they, they're on, they play really well. Um I have not totally sold all my Russell Wilson stock as of yet. <laughs> um, I spent it, during this offseason, I read two books by Russell Wilson's former, um, I don't know what you call it, sports psychologist, coach? success coach. Yeah, um, all about neutral thinking. Um, and it is very profound stuff. And I can see in Russell, that guy's fingerprints are all over him not just his play but like how he approaches the game how he approaches kind of his life and i can see especially if you had a personal relationship with this person for like 10 years how that would rock you it would be like losing like your father your coach and your best friend all at the same time and he died of he did that thing that a lot of celebrities are doing now where they get cancer and they tell no one and then they they die all of a sudden and I'm sure that Russell, who I read, did not know. Um, I'm sure that too was very jarring and traumatic. You know, he had this like incredibly personal relationship with this guy, and he probably would have liked to know so that he could have felt involved in the treatment and the care, and like, you know, uh, I guess like really valuing the time he had left with this guy who he had mm-hmm. been so close with for so long. Um, so I'm I'm sure all that was just like very traumatic, especially when you're like moving to a new team with a new playbook and everything's kind of chaotic. Um, I do think for all the jokes I make about Russ being like super corny, and I I do think he's an incredibly corny, weird individual. Um, I think he is a really, I think he's a really talented player and I do think he will at least get back to like some semblance of his Seattle self this year. So, um. I am taking Denver over Las Vegas. I I just don't believe in Las Vegas.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't heard that insight on on Russ. I I too haven't sold all my stock. I just don't think he could be quite as bad as he could be last year again. Like that was just such a steep drop off for a guy who's only like thirty two, thirty three. Yeah, like maybe uh, he's a year older than us. Actually, he's actually <laughs> we have the same birthday, so he's one year exactly older than me. Damn, um, I know. So he is 34, uh which I guess is older than I, you know, we're so spoiled by the fact of like guys who played till they were in their 40s, basically. But still, I agree. I think Peyton will get more out of him. I actually think they have some talent on that offense, too. Plus, like, and dude, their,
0: Jimmy G, like,
1: come on. Yeah, and their defense is stacked. Um you know, they have Pat Sertan who's a stud corner, your boy Randy Gregory out there just doing Randy Gregory thing. Is he playing? Is he like yeah, he's I assume now. he's suspended. Am I wrong? <laughs> no he could get one of his only sacks. this uh you know those remember those
0: old espn commercials where there's like the guy at the office that doesn't know sports so he's like trying to just like get away with saying stuff and just hoping it's right like you could always just be like yeah man can't believe about that randy gregory suspension <laughs> be like, yeah dude what an idiot like you're like <laughs>
1: yeah 50, yeah exactly.
0: full we'll guess
1: um he is healthy right now so uh, no, we'll and, find out and they the they've said he's a freak athlete was the uh, he, shocking <laughs> shocking and never before seen
0: so he's um, the best mental play you know how zeke was always in the best shape of his life randy's always in the best like mental place of his life
1: oh yeah he's always like oh he's figured it out the kids got it now
0: he's been going to bible study
1: well i'll take the broncos too at home yeah um then we get Patriots-Eagles, your favorite team. Jalen Hurts and the Bird Gang are heading to Boston. Or I guess technically... It's the go. Pats.
0: Eagles get revealed as a fraud
1: early this year. Oh, you're taking the Patriots? I'm taking the, the Pats. Bit. Welcome. <laughs> yeah. I hope you pick against Philly all year. I
0: am. I'm going to pick them.
1: I am I have them going 0-17. <laughs> um, I actually think this will be a close game, but I think... Philly will do some, like, lame shit where they win in the final minute, and they're like, hey, oh, you me mean like when they, a, us. when
0: they got a 50-yard P.I. call to beat the Colts 16-17 to 17 yeah. and then dumped Gatorade on their lame-ass head I coach? Nick
1: Sirianni will come over and like, – What Dallas, so dude? Yeah, you, oh, you, oh, yeah, what now, dude? Yeah, what now, dude? I think he'll cry post-game and hug Belichick and tell him how good of an idol he so, was. He'll probably Belichick cry and, like, like punch
0: a make-a-wish kid in the front row. be like, yes, you're good for talking shit. Bird gang, baby.
1: Oh, he's the worst, dude. I hate him. He's perfect for Philly. Uh, Perfect for Philly. I still take them, but uh, yeah, fuck him. Uh, next game, Seahawks hosting the Rams. (laughs) Who I'm just gonna say, I'll take the Seahawks. I I just saw it come up. Cooper
0: Cup is on IR. Oh, they put him on there officially. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Rams, fully boned. Yeah, Um, I'm gonna
1: take. Do you think uh, the Geno thing keeps keeps going? Like, do we believe in Geno? Um tentative. I don't I think he's like got a really good set of weapons around him. Agreed. I mean I like DK, I like Lockett. DK, they, JSN. they got JSN now. Um they have two like second round running backs and Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet. Like that should be a pretty healthy, you know, offense. So yeah, I, I, I like Gino. I don't know if he repeats exactly, but I don't think he's gonna fall off a cliff. I think it'll be pretty Decent year. I think he'll be a solid like 15th, 16th best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, he's going to be a who is our old like
0: Alex Smith. Yeah, but before that, the guy that played for like Washington and Campbell.
1: Oh, Jason Campbell.
0: Jason, the Jason, he's like the Jason Campbell, like just the perfect mid quarterback.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, uh, sorry. (laughs) Yeah. I think I'll take, uh, I think I'll take uh, the Seahawks, though, over the Rams. Nice. Yeah, same. And we already picked – oh, we got one more. We got uh, – this is a fun game. I like this
0: one. Okay. I assume you're going to do Los Angeles-Miami next. I am. Yes. So they're in Los Angeles. So you're talking about a thunderous home crowd for the For Dolphin. the LA Galaxy leaving the stadium <laughs> right before the Chargers come in and warm up. <laughs> As um, Dolphins fans
1: pile in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like the 11th most popular team in LA behind like several baseball teams and like maybe a minor league hockey team. Um, okay. Here's the thing, man. I will reveal my personal bias in this one. All off I've been having this beef with this dude. That's a Chargers fan. And he's just like all about how fucking Kellen Moore is the greatest offensive mind in a generation and all this other shit. So I'm a little peeved at the Chargers fan base. That said, I do think Kellen's a huge upgrade over Lombardi. Lombardi was a huge bum. Although what is funny is like all the complaints they had about Lombardi, be forewarned, not a ton of difference. They were like, all Lombardi does is run curl routes. Everything's a six-yard stop. I was like, bad news, champs. Kellen is a big fan. Just get weight.
1: Get weight for the curl route. Yeah. So –
0: um, but I do think that like Herbert, they have they have weapons. Uh, they have a good running back. They have a a good uh, wide receiver core. I'm not a Quentin Johnston believer myself, um, but he's had a good preseason, so we'll, we'll no, play. He won't and even see play there.
1: really? They, like already said, he's the fourth string receiver behind Josh Palmer. So.
0: Yeah. oh weird huh well wow, strange huh that's so crazy because I heard he was so elite and he's like this super elite generational talent so you yeah, know, that's crazy um, on the other side though Miami has like some of my favorite players in the league I mean Reek and oh, Waddle are probably are the coolest duo in the fucking world um, they're sick
1: yeah
0: I'm probably the I, I wonder I wonder if I'm like the only person that likes Waddle more than Tyreek and not because I think he's better I just like I don't know why I just like love how Waddle plays the position Like watching him play is very fun for me um, but reek is obviously absurd
1: and probably the best receiver on earth. So, um, I, I don't think know. Mean, think it it he might be the best receiver in the NFL now. Tyreek. Yeah. Oh yeah. sad.
0: um, it's, it's him or Jet. like uh, any given Pressure. Sunday. Yeah. Um, Miami's issue is quarterback. Can to, uh, distribute the ball to this elite set of weapons?
1: Um, this is also a really fun game because the nerds love like Justin Herbert. He's been anointed for so many yep. seasons now. The and Ringer had him as like their number three quarterback. Like yeah, they're huge dude, on him. like
0: most quarterbacks when they come off of a tw- three score choke job in the playoffs are
1: not going to get that kind of treatment. Um, you know, in in his stats, you know, he was taking that same draft as Tua. Tua was taken above him, and I agree, Herbert's probably better, but. The way Bengals fans hate Mahomes, like Dolphins fans hate Justin Herbert and all the love Justin Herbert gets while Tua gets shit on. So this is a really fun game where if the Dolphins win, they're going to dunk so heavy on Herbert.
0: Uh, I'm here for that. So, yes. Um, I I do think that the Chargers probably have the upper hand here. Um, I think they're probably a more complete team and they're at home. That doesn't mean much in their case, but um, you just never know, dude, because the – the I mean, Asante Samuel Jr. is good, but when you have guys like Waddle or Reek go off to like 200 on any given day and just kill you by themselves. so like, Yeah, I
1: mean, they're the whole offense, right? Yeah. Like, their whole offense flows through those two guys. Yep.
0: So I think I'm going to choose LA by a a, a okay. slim margin. Um, Goddamn, well, dude. You're big that is gun. the second cheapest ticket in the NFL this weekend, even though it's in Los Angeles. That's how – much no one gives a fuck about the chargers the only cheaper ticket is carolina at atlanta because they have basically unlimited seats at mercedes-benz and it's carolina so they don't give a shit
1: um man i'm torn on this one i've i've been looking at it from a betting perspective too. dolphins are three-point dogs which probably feels about right i think these teams are probably pretty equal um I don't know. I just feel like, uh, gosh, I've taken a lot of dogs this week. I think I'll lean Chargers, but I, I really wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins smack them either. Like this is yeah. uh, I really think one of these teams could be the dark and uh, not really dark horse in the AFC. But all the talk is Bills, Bengals, and Chiefs. And I feel like one of these two teams, if they get rolling, Bro, I'll tell you what would be interesting. last night. The Chiefs did what the Cowboys did. They shipped
0: out Tyreek, and their plan was to bring in just like an amalgamation of bums and assume that like the system slash their QB could make it work. And in their case, it's probably a decent bet in 70% of matchups because Mahomes is that good. But with Kelsey not on the field, the Chiefs are pretty bad. dude. Like they're a bad offensive team.
1: Yeah, that was pretty apparent that… At least the receivers were just so fucking bad.
0: Dude, in the modern NFL, like that is your offense. Like, if you have three bad receivers, you're
1: not going to win. Like, that's basically impossible. I do, yeah, I do find it concerning how out of sorts they looked without Kelsey. I think they'll figure it out. I mean, they've had stretches where their offense looks lifeless and then. Yeah, Mahomes. when you have a guy like Mahomes, and I mean, even if you go back and you watch, like, Mahomes was making great throws.
0: But just not Well, they should have won that game. I yeah, mean, Tony dropped
1: sure. a ball that would have put him in field goal range. His stat um, line— And he gave them a it, free pick six. Like, they could have won that game the exact same way if Tony catches those two balls.
0: Kadarius Tony maybe had the single worst stat line for a, a, a skill position player I've ever seen. He had five targets— for one catch for negative one yards with four drops, including a pick
1: six and one carry for negative two yards. And Uh, your boys at PFF gave him the worst receiver grade they've given since 2018. I I do think the worst wide receiver game in five years.
0: I think you can make the case that he like, that's the only time I can remember a wide receiver personally losing a football game (laughs) for a whole team. Like that's crazy,
1: dude. Like,
0: okay, I mean, when all right. That so, one
1: good game. I know we, I know we let this linger, but real quick, in that one good game he had against Dallas and Giants oh, fans. Oh man, and finish. it wasn't he even was that
0: good. Like he, he had a like bunch like of like meaningless catches. yards and dropped the only touchdown of the day that he had uh, access to, and they were like, and then he got ejected from the game for fighting. <laughs> they were like, he's Odell, dude. He's like fucking Odell, and it was like, I think we beat him like by like three scores, and it was just like a fucking – we just ran them off the field, and they were just like, dude, I don't even really care about the loss. It's just like the emergence of Canarias, dude. I was like, y'all are so lame, bro. Like, God, this poverty franchise, dude. Absolute poverty franchise. Okay, last game of the week, Monday Night Football. Here we B- got one more. Uh, we got Bears-Packers. Oh, sorry. Yes, Bears-Packers, which, man – who could possibly um, give a shit now? I I, I think I'm going bears, uh, because I'm still a Justin Fields guy. I do like Justin Fields a lot, and I think he can he he can ball and I, I do like DJ. So uh DJ Moore plus Justin Fields, I'm excited to see. Um Green Bay uh, won every game they won last year based on having Aaron Rodgers, and without Aaron Rodgers, I think they're fucked. So
1: we'll see what Jordan Love's got. I was I was going to take the Packers, but they just ruled out Christian Watson with the hammy. And I don't like they're going to be in their other Romeo Dobes is hurt. Like they're literally throwing to nobody. Like, was Christian Watson the guy that killed us last year? Yeah, he's their kind of their rookie in the second half of the year that turned into a pretty decent, like, last six, seven games, and they had high hopes for it, but he tweaked it. Let me let look at these here game logs
0: of this guy. So against Dallas, he has his big 107 and three touchdowns. The next week he goes out, he has a two-touchdown 48-yard game against Tennessee, and then he has 110 yards and a TD against Philly. And then other than that, he sucks. So there was those three games, really. he He really just, like, he scored – six of his seven touchdowns in that three-game stretch and had 350 of his 600 yards in those three games so they're really
1: i I agree i just thought it was you know he there was high hopes for him he was a a yeah i mean dude when you
0: got nothing else dude we've watched it with our team we'll be like dude Tavon austin's looking pretty dangerous in camp brother like yeah we've done it for
1: sure so and considering he didn't even like have really a catch until our game. I mean he had oh, like such a boom. So that's he sucked. he did all his we'll see. My point is he's out and I definitely think he's their best offensive weapon. Maybe I don't know Aaron Agreed. Jones and Dylan are fine. So I'm a little less I'm a little more bearish on the Packers now you could say. <laughs> huh? Huh? So I'm taking I'm taking the Bears. I like it. And then the Monday night football matchup
0: Mm. it's september 11th it's in new york it's buffalo at new york a lot of headlines here you know buffalo's trying to like make make this window work uh the new york jets are the new new york jets they got aaron Rodgers over the offseason they got sauce gardner um they've got guys they got they got offensive guys they got defensive guys finally I don't know, man. I'll tell you this. I have always—I have been a, a uh, significant Buffalo doubter. I'm not a huge Josh Allen guy. Interesting. Um, um, I, I I think he's very talented.
1: Um, you just think he gets too much praise for what he's done so far?
0: Probably. I, um, I mean, dude, I'm telling you, if, if a quarterback who had not already been declared elite by the, the football media— had a 35 turnover season, they're getting dragged for it. Like no one's out here shot being like, they got to get him weapons because he had 18 fumbles. Like dude, it doesn't matter who, how many, you could clone Stefan Diggs two more times. If you fumble the ball, you fumble the ball. Um, on the other hand, I am a long time, lifelong maybe, hater of Aaron Rodgers. I loathe this man. Uh, with every fiber of my being, I think he is a smug douche and I'm really hoping he, they like kind of fall apart from overhype and he's on jeopardy by week six. So it'd be great if Buffalo just ran them off the field. Um, I think ultimately I am going to side with the jets though, because like they have sauce. They've just got guys. They've got more talent in my opinion than the
1: Buffalo bills do.
0: Um, the Buffalo are Bills point, are trying to are live and die. by at
1: home, which is dangerous. To...
0: Yeah. I just think Buffalo's just trying to live and die
1: by Josh Allen's arm. And I think as soon as Dobble left, Josh Allen's been a little more questionable. Uh, yeah a, I think Sean McDermott's got a few questions. Uh, uh, Just that pedigree. But uh, I think I'm leaning Bills. I don't know. This is a tough one. I'm going to – the Bills are tough, man. Like they were so – the chic pick last year and everyone's yep. favorite and all this talent i don't know i i do think
0: i i just watched that game where they played the vikings and they got the ball at the one and josh allen fumbled it yeah. and then the vikings turned it back over to the buffalo bills and they won and i was just like man like so you're the games won, like yeah, yes you're, okay, you're right you're right yeah
1: Yes, yes, it was the opposite. Kirk fumbled it, and then Josh Allen fumbled it. again. Fumbled it
0: back. Okay, okay, never mind. This point doesn't make sense then. But I was just like, God damn, dude, the Bills are fucking insanely bad. Like they, they've got, they've got some uh, some choke in their blood. And then they do have a little choke. in They their got blood. blasted at home in the playoffs. Like we've lost in the playoffs in an embarrassing fashion. You know, like we've, you know, luckily we haven't gotten blown the doors blown off since I think two thousand nine um our our embarrassing losses are more like we come out flat and we we lose these low scoring games where Mm -hmm. it was within reach we could have won if we had just like woken up at any point to get absolutely run off your own home field in the playoffs is a special kind of shitty and then when it turns out that the team that did that to you isn't really that special either like it's not like you got run over by the champs because they just clicked and they're on fire like no, you guys were going to lose regardless of who that matchup was against because you guys got blown out. And then the next week, those guys got their ass kicked. So like, yeah, dude, I, I'm not a big Buffalo believer, but I do think, um, I don't know. I think I think New York's the more talented team, but I think probably Josh Allen's a better QB in this matchup. So we'll see how that turns out. I think I'm going New York Jets because it's nine eleven.
1: That's a good I've been really back and forth on this one. I, I leaned Bills I think Rogers has one more fuck you year. This is kind of what I told you. Like one last middle finger to the Packers. I really do think he was ready to leave that organization. Even though they he just like backwards. read he read
0: Atlas Shrugged one more time and was
1: like, I yeah. am the Uber Mensch. Yeah, he he's such a tool.
0: Um, he can't read. I'm convinced he's illiterate. He just buys books that he heard or typed. And he's like, dude, d-. he just texts Joe Rogan. He's like, is this book sick? It's like a fire-ass <laughs> book, dude. <laughs> Joe Rogan's like, I don't know, dude. I listen to audiobooks. I
1: can't read either. Um, God, he's the worst. But I do think I've watched a little bit of Hard Knocks. I didn't watch all of it this year. I do believe in his campaign he's putting out that he's like rejuvenated and re-energized at, from and, the ayahuasca yeah yeah from this dark going entry. out into the desert dude he's, um he's just insufferable bro he's insufferable he really is but i do think he's my point is i think he's motivated this year in a way that i think he does have that of, like brett like,
0: Favre uh like, jets energy like i think so, it's the know? grass
1: is greener right now feel like new car smell and i think that he can ride that for like a little bit before he's got cool board.
0: handshakes with guys on the team. Did you see his ha- secret handshake with uh sauce? No, but that's dope. They go up to each other and um, they they walk like from like 50 feet out, they'll hold up their hand like this and uh, they touch it and
1: they, they sh- like take a drag of a joint and flick it. Okay, cool. Cause, cause we weed, dude, we would do that when we were like. Eighteen at lacrosse, probably. But yeah, because
0: because it's because weed, dude. Because weed's tight, dude. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, Four twenty blaze it, dude.
1: I got it. Yeah, I, I, you know, Sauce probably takes a knock on coolness for that one, but
0: fine. <laughs> you know, like I, I give Sauce a pass because it's like he's basically a child meeting like one of his like idols. You know what I mean? So he's probably just like, fuck yeah, dude. I'll do whatever handshake you want, dude. Like <laughs> it's tight as fuck. Like,
1: but convince yeah. me more and more on Jets, but I'm still taking Bills. So. That's our last game. That's our bit. I don't think it'll be as a, a long a bit or a long a, as a uh, – This
0: was fun. I enjoyed bit, that.
1: But, but I haven't thought you know, about every game like that this week, so that was cool. Yeah, just just a little way for us to – kind of give us a chance to talk. And about we should – for every game that
0: the whole down. pod agrees on, we should do the thing where we put a dollar on a parlay of all those. You know what I'm saying? Sick, like to yeah, win.
1: Down. Yeah, let's do that because, you know, <laughs> we might hit one and we win like, you know, a couple of Gs. Okay. You could talk me into that. We'll 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 play with that next week when we get Captain Love back. But uh, that's all I got for you this week, Goat. I think we
0: thoroughly Sweet. talked just
1: on time. I got to go pick up the little boy from daycare. Hell yeah!
0: Oh, so that was supposed to be a mini so. It turned into like a full on full ass episode. But thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please like, subscribe, leave a comment. Leave a rating. Helps us climb the iTunes charts, the Spotify charts. We will be back after the game on Sunday. It is at 7.20 Central Time. We play the New York Giants in New Jersey because they don't even play in their hometown because they're bums. Or their home state because they're bums. We will be back on Tuesday to discuss the game. Hopefully the Cowboys are 1-0. and uh, Thank you all so much for listening. As always, this is Andy Gatelli. Ben Walker. This has been Buzzleby boys, welcome to the 2023 NFL season. Take it easy. Peace.